All right, guys, so I'm a couple weeks into my course with MSU Denver Online. I told you guys I was signing up for a summer course. I'm doing it. I'm a couple weeks in. Things are going well, and I'm loving it. I didn't know how I would feel jumping back into school. It's been a while. It's been several years since I was in college, so I didn't know what I would think. But, you know, thanks to my professor and the resources I have with MSU Denver Online, it's been a great experience so far, and I couldn't recommend it enough. If you're a first-time freshman, who's looking to go to college for the first time and get your bachelor's degree. If you're an existing student who's looking to finish up your undergrad, maybe, maybe you're looking to go back to school and get your master's. MSU Denver Online is an awesome place to go to school and get your degree. Great teachers who both teach at MSU Denver Online and then work in the real world as well in the field that they're teaching. So awesome resources and it's just a great all around school. So check it out if you get a chance, if you're looking to fill some time this summer, maybe take a class, maybe work towards your degree, maybe work towards another degree. Check out MSU Denver online. Here is Jokic. That was nifty. That was, that was slick, crafty. This kid's got some serious games. A 12 point advantage. That's a little bully ball right there. Jokic just took it right to Hernan Gomez. Driving on holiday, fishing over for Jokic. edition of the DNBA live show. I'm your host, Adam Mares, in the captain's seat tonight, joined by my esteemed colleague, D.Y. Co. What's up, guys? Let's do this. Monday. I'm ready. Look at uh, Brendan's plunging, plunging V. Yeah, let's talk about this. I just want to. I want to dive in and take a swim. In real life, it looks different, but the last button's right at the end of the screen. So I'm sorry. You might want to. Real life. I think it looks the exact same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I I pull it off in real life. Online, I'm also uncomfortable. You know who you look like, Super Producer Kelly. You can cue this up, assuming you have it. Okay, I'll take it. Oh my goodness, Ryan. Where's the meatloaf? Mom. Some major Chad Reinhold vibes going on here. Um, Big funeral guy, so it kind of matches up. You know, don't, don't let us talk you out of it, man. You have a look, and I love it. Um, Thank you. Oh, I another man with a phenomenal look, getting better every single day that he writes his Peloton. It's hair. <laughs> I did get a Peloton ride in today. We can tell I'm you. I'm on a four-day streak. You don't four day like Peloton like streak. Peloton, dude. Come on, man. Is this a program you're following, Harrison? Are you working out on a whim? Like, is this is someone guiding you through a 30 day plan? Well, the Peloton was so expensive. If I don't ride it at least once a day, I'm just Fair like, enough. doing yeah. a big disservice. <laughs> yeah, it's Guys, a good strategy. If, if you were wondering why I played that awesome video of Jokic just destroying the garden, it's because our next guest today from Nuggets.com grew up in New York. It's Eric Spyrobolus. Wow, no, nope, not at all. That was much closer than I've heard. <laughs> all right, well, I'll take it. Um, first question, Eric, um, what did you think of that video to lead you in? Uh, that was probably the best introduction I've ever experienced on a podcast. <laughs> wow. Especially on a video podcast. Yeah. Usually they rush me in. Butcher the name and we go right into it. But I like that kind of lead in. So you we, yeah, well. we, we got two out of those three. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the name. 
It was actually twofold. It was one, you know how it is. Every time we have a guest on, I try to like troll them with the Nuggets highlight dunking on or whatever. But the other thing was, we forget that was the pinnacle of Skinny Jokic. Skinny Yoke. Yes. Skinny Jokic was at his absolute best. And look at what he was doing in that video. Unbelievable. He was, he was pivoting around guys and like laying it look in. Look at the quickness. The quickness. The stock report was up. Um, look at the fluidity. Eric, so first question, man. We, we've asked everybody this question that's been on the show for the last two weeks because it's the most exciting thing that's happened to me personally for like four years. What do you think of Skinny Jokic? Um, I'm very intrigued by it. Um, oh, I think that <laughs> that's the ultimate cop. <laughs> oh my god! god. <laughs> that was too bad. That's a wild pepper. take I could have had. Yes, yeah, low that the mild. You know, don't even give me a full pepper. Like maybe half, half a pepper. It's a um, I don't know. I just feel like you know. Because last year in the playoffs, when he was dominant, he was not like skinny. Like he was like he's got he had some size, but it was good yeah. for him because he was banging around and obviously dominating. I think you know the movement will be better, um, which could help defensively. Um, you know maybe his three point shooting will be a little bit better. He'll be more comfortable pump faking and driving to the rim a little bit. Um, but I don't know. I just I wonder about the post up game and you know battling. We don't know who they're going to face in the playoffs, but if there's a big guy like a Stephen Adams, maybe like. I don't know. I've got I've got some some questions. I think. I think you know what is funny because I think it's fair. Honestly, I do. But but the one thing <laughs> but, I would say here's where it's not fair. <laughs> I swear to God, I never once heard this argument outside of the walls of Pepsi Center. Of course, we've all talked about that. We we stand in the hallways all. <laughs> except for Eric, of course, but the rest of us will stand in the hallways of Pepsi Center and we'll talk about every <laughs> top possible Nuggets topic under the sun. And we've talked about him using his size to his advantage, whether it's a good thing. But I swear I've never heard it outside of those walls. And the moment he got got skinny, everybody all of a sudden said, you know, I don't know. He, uh, that weight was actually a good thing. And uh, all those times we called him fat, we were just kidding. And I was just like, you can't win for that. We can't win with this guy. You've been steeped in it now. The Jokic hate is real. Oh, yeah. yeah. He can't win. I mean, it's just like either he's too skinny or he's, he has too much weight on and people aren't just looking at how dominant he is regardless. Like, just look at what he does. He cares about what he looks like. I think he's going to be an absolute beast. But um, to your point, Eric, I think Steven Adams is a good one. Who else does he really need a ton of bulk to post up against in the post? Yeah, I mean, right? that's a good thing. Like, Steven Adams, yeah, yeah that, that's legit. Like, Steven Adams is a strong dude. And you murder Steven Adams, though. You know what? Like, that's... I mean, I, I think, yeah, I think his moves in the post are too good for Adams to hang, so I don't think the weight's going to be a big deal. But you bring up a good point because there are no, like, dominant, big, physical centers left in the West that they're going to face, I don't think. Yeah. Hmm. Like, Porzingis plays the five. Uh, that wouldn't really matter. Um, the Rockets don't play a center, but P.J. Tucker's kind of an interesting one, I guess. Um, I don't know. I yeah, there, there really aren't many challenges for him, I guess, in terms of using his size. <laughs> Can you imagine if, he, like, I gained weight over this quarantine and everyone's like, you know, Eric's really uses his weight in a great way. He's actually better now that he's gained weight on the show. He's funnier. I really hope to be in a position in life where that's like a positive. Wait, that sounds life. like you were talking about me. Um, well, is I that didn't. Is that, is that what? <laughs> is that uh, an enormous amount of weight over there? <laughs> really I, I don't want to. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't want to disclose disclose too much, but that's a little on the nose for me. <laughs> tell me, tell me if you guys remember differently, but I remember uh, Jokic in his first three years. I felt like he had a wider array of post moves, like he he did like more stuff on the block, like more intricate moves than he does now. I don't remember that. I'll be, I'll be honest. 
It's a tough thing to sort of go back and compare. I mean, I guess maybe to your point, in these last this last season and a half, we have seen more of um, I'm not really going to make a move. I'm just bigger and taller and stronger than you yeah. are, and we'll just bully right through you. Yeah, and the result was yeah. first team all NBA for centers. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, that's sort of my thing about the, the, the weight thing. Is I'm, I think Eric's right that it, there actually is something interesting here to sort of discern, but the, the baseline, the bottom line, Jokic is not going to be bad. <laughs> you know, yeah. He's going to whip ass whether he's skinny or not. It's just how much will he whip? We'll find out. I wonder, I wonder Harrison, if part of that is I felt the same way about his passing where I was like, you know, his second and third year, I just felt like he was doing something ridiculous every single night. And then with this break, yeah. you go back and watch games from this year, and I'm like, oh, Jokic is throwing crazy passes all over the place. And you're like, oh, yeah, we just are, we get numb to it. Yeah, he's totally. for five straight years that yeah. – like a behind the back pass is just like okay, that's a six out of ten. Yeah, you're like really, that's all you could come up with. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> Eric, Eric, you were a a Jokic guy. Am I, am I, is that fair saying that you were a Jokic guy before you joined? You know the Nuggets. Yeah, no, the the Nuggets were actually my league pass team. Like before, I, piece, before yeah. I joined. Oh, yeah, like dude, I was watching that. a ton of Jokic. I had um, I had a Magic Jokic shirt, like probably Ooh. like 2017 or something. Like I, I was on board early. Yeah. Were you? Where did you lie? Be honest. This is a safe space. It's actually not. This is it's the internet. No, there's nothing like, safe. Really watch that safe it's live. It'll be archived. Yeah, we, and I'll make fun of you. We skewered Brendan within one minute. Yeah. Um, where did you stand though on the Porzingis Jokic debate of 2015? Because that was that was like a hot button issue for about a year and a half. You know, it's actually really funny. Um, I was looking back on my Twitter. Uh, profile from like i was looking back at old tweets and i found tweets of me like quote retweeting some Knicks affiliated account and i was like Jokic. i just did like the Jokic is greater than porzingis sign oh wow um, so I, I was on the nicola train there was wow. like there were probably like i don't know a first half of like the 2015 16 season maybe that i was like maybe porzingis is better but then like that, that game at the Garden, I was like, oh, please. It's, 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 it's Jokic. Like, come on. It's over. It's You're over. Like, we needed Jokic doing, like, one of these on that game. <laughs> I, I, I've said this. I think Jokic really does get up for those games, though. Like, I don't, I don't think it was a coincidence that he dropped 40 that night. Yeah. Um, he's, when you, I, when I really you say those games, which games in particular? Going up against a guy that he's compared to. There's mm, two yeah. Euro centers that were in the same class, and it was him and Porzingis. It's like, hey, all right, I'm going to drop a 40-piece here because – some people compare us or whatever. And I just, yeah. I, I think there's something to it. If you recall that same year, he had his, one of his first triple doubles might've been his second or third against Carl Towns in the Timberwolves is one of my favorite games he ever, he ever had. So I just think he, he has a little bit for that. Take me. Um, so you're a Knicks fan though. Am I, is that, is that correct? You come from New York. Are you grow up a Knicks fan? I was a Knicks fan for like the brief stages of my basketball rooting fandom. Um, <laughs> The the sun the seven seconds or less suns got me into basketball. Okay. Um, but then I was in New York, and the easiest way to access basketball for me was watching the Knicks. Of course, then they hired Mike D'Antoni, which was like perfect for me because he had coached the Suns, which like got me oh, into yeah. the sport. But of course, those teams were like spectacularly bad, like flamed <laughs> out, like just just hilarious. And then obviously they trade for Melo and Stoudemire, and it was like a whole. Being a Knicks fan is a real experience. I imagine. Uh, like, I don't think people understand it as much if you if you never were a Knicks fan because oh my god, the stuff that that team can put you through. Um, but and being like kind of being around it. Knicks fans is an experience too. Oh. Not to cut you off, but I'm sure you can agree, Eric. At the peak of that Mellow Stoudemire thing, it was like we're talking titles, multiple, you oh know, and god. and the, the hype always sort of exceeds. Not one. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh God, Knicks fans talk like an absurd amount. Like I, I remember when I was still a Knicks fan when they had traded for Melo, and I remember when I, where I was when the trade happened. I like ran into the other room and I like, yelled at my brother. I was like, "The Knicks, like Melo, like we're winning the championship," and he like literally started laughing hysterically and yeah. was like, "Come back to me in like two years." And then I was like, oh, "Okay, oh, bye. man, uh, <laughs> wrong side of history." Yeah, I, I remember where that where I was when that trade happened too. I was here in Denver, and I was very bummed out. <laughs> Are you a fan of, of Carmelo Anthony? I know this may be a loaded question, but, like, do you stand Melo? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, I'm not a Melo stan. Uh, I, I mean, I think, he's, I think he's, like, slightly overrated at his peak. Um, and I think that, I don't know, I just never was a big fan of him. Um, maybe it was because he came in and clashed with my favorite coach, Mike D'Antoni. That, 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 hurt, yeah, me. Yeah. that hurt me personally. Yeah. But, uh there was something off that I just didn't – I didn't really ever buy into. Not a mellow stand, but definitely a Mike Dantan stand. Mike Dantan stand. Mike Dantan stand. stand. Mike Dantan stand. Did you ever uh, attend a Linsanity game? Actually, I was at the first breakout Linsanity game against the Nets. Ooh. Dude, that's awesome. Wow. That's, that's, incredible. Incredible. that's incredible. I was. My friend uh, – this was like in middle school, I think um, – my friend's mom worked for ESPN, so I actually sat in the ESPN box at MSG. Ooh, nice. And the Knicks were bad. It was a lost season, whatever. The Nets were bad at the time, too. Um, and we go, and, like, this guy, like, Lynn Sandy, like, this guy Jeremy Lin's, like, breaking out. And so my friend and I are laughing, like, like who is this guy? Like, what is, what's going on? And the best part was at the end of the game, they had a player of the game graphic on the Jumbotron. But they didn't have Jeremy Lin's picture, so it was oh just a gray God. silhouette of him. <laughs> That's and incredible. Stacked, and I was, it was hilarious. That's so awesome. Imagine? There's 12 guys on the bench. They don't have graphics. <laughs> <laughs> like, we didn't see it coming. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, man. Um, there, so Kisla, Mark Kisla, the Denver Post, wrote an article this week about going to games being overrated and like we're learning about how great life at home is or whatever. And I got to say something. Hmm. I didn't go to games of any type growing up. I went to a handful of Nuggets games when I was in high school, but like my dad didn't go to games. I didn't grow up going to games as a family or whatever. So I've only had the experience from going to every single game. And what I think is that it's like 50-50. Some games you go and you're like, man, I'm glad I didn't pay any money for this because otherwise this would have been a real drag. But there's other moments in the Philadelphia game, which somebody in the comments was referencing earlier. I'm like, you can't put a price tag on that. And I'm guessing your Linsanity story went to that one. That's part of the fun of going to a game is you're just like something great can happen and I get to be like there for it and your skin like your goosebumps arrive and your hair stands up and I'm guessing that's sort of what the Linsanity night must have been like. I mean, that's what makes it worth it to me, no? Yeah, I think it's like it's like kind of hit or miss, like you said. I mean, you know, you don't know if you're going to get the Linsanity game. Like I, we had no idea we were going to get that game, but now I will literally probably never forget like where I was for that game because it was like such a memorable moment. But you know, there obviously are games you go to and you're like, yeah, I should have passed on that one. Dallas Denver yeah. this year was a perfect example of that. Cause if you remember early, it was 96, 90, I think that was the score. Don't quote me on it, but Dallas beats Denver. So Denver doesn't pull it out. And it was during the Jokic like mood swing part of the season where he just like wasn't shooting and stuff. And it's like, you can imagine if you got tickets as a birthday gift or paid all kinds of money and you went and it's like, Oh, Jokic is sad today, so I guess I just have to watch Corey Craig dive on the floor and hope they yeah. win. But I do have a lot of my favorite sporting fan moments, though, are in my living room at home. I do think the peak mm. probably would have been higher in the stadium, that shared experience, that shared experience. But, I mean, again, like, 
part I think part of Kizzle's point is like not paying these ridiculous costs, right? Yeah, to yeah. attend a game that's a coin flip for whether it's it's worth those so pennies true. or not. Yeah. Um but but I I I have many memories of my dad and I watching the cards win a World Series in, in, in my living room and like it being M- MJ. Where's our MJ Kel? Just, Come on, just as like lit, you know what I mean? As sort of anything I was I was in the building for. Um so yeah. I, like those peaks are higher, yeah. but but it is it is a roll of the dice at this point. It's an expensive trip. And your seat from home, especially for a football game, your seat from home is often better than what you what you'd have in the arena at the field. I uh, I buy season tickets. I buy them I go to every single Nuggets game. I if I am able to, I will buy season tickets for every single oh, man. Colorado sporting yeah. event. I will spend the rest of my days just going to sporting events and being part of a large or- organism where yeah. we're all screaming. We feel like we can affect the outcome. You see things that the camera doesn't follow. That you're not mm. your view of the game isn't mm. influenced by what the the, the storyline that the uh, sideline announcers are feeding you. Like uh, there's some and like you're high fiving like a dude you don't know. Like you almost. I you agree, a, man. I, I just love like there's nothing there's nothing I love more than the live sporting environment and like I, I mean I get like the idea that you know if you're playing fantasy football and it's more comfortable at your house you get better views blah 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 but like, I, forget it, man. Like full disclosure though, I haven't paid for an NBA ticket for like five years, so I know. I know I'm sure if I was paying for these, I'd have a completely different perspective. You're right, actually, Bo. You've, you've talked me into this. <laughs> like imagine, think about all those Cleveland games that you're like, man, I gotta write a grades piece for this. I know. <laughs> what if you were like, wow, this was a hundred and I can tell you, I, I have two, I have two seats to every game, and I oftentimes go by myself, so I'm paying <laughs> twice as much to be there, and I care not. I don't yeah. care, and I just re-upped. I care. I don't care. You're also a psycho. he's a beautiful. Psycho, I would say. Agree. First break, Harrison, take us away. But when we come back. We're going to talk about the latest breaking news that involves all of the most popular players in the NBA: Corey Brewer, Davis Bertans, <laughs> and Trevor Ariza. The proper way to do that tease would just be to leave it before you list the players. That would have been the proper way to do that. <laughs> Overrated. Damn it. Uh, yeah, guys. Well, some people call it the 15 can sampler. Other people call it the Jokic pack. No, Jokic, no. baby. <laughs> I swear. I was just walking outside my apartment the other day. This guy comes up to me. Have you picked up a Jokic pack lately? Completely true story. I can yeah. tell. Yeah. I, I, this I happens like daily to me. Uh, but you can pick those up at uh, Breck Brew. You can also get them at Davidson's uh, where they have pickup and delivery options. My also, God, don't forget about the Mile pack. High City Copper Lager that beautiful blue beer right there that skyline blue beer yeah it is the gorgeous. can's blue not the actual beer hopefully if hopefully <laughs> can. put Jokic's face on it then people would really drink it yeah then it would be <laughs> undeniably the a Jokic shirtless bag. Jokic with a 15 pack of abs that one would really sell out Oh, um, the, I love the idea of this one, the one odd number ab just kind of like shoved in at the bottom. <laughs> It'd be I like the last ab version actually, of a Wheaties box. I think that the last ab is actually just a can of Mile High City Copper Lager. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, also, guys, don't forget to download WGT Golf from dnvrgolf.com and sign up for the DNVR 2 Clubhouse, DNVR, then the number 2. In the club. Nice. Well done. Get in the club. Get in the club. Get in the club. You don't want to be out of the club. Can I tell you something? Nobody, this is news to all of you, even on this panel. This weekend's tournament is a face-to-face, that's not it, head-to-head, head-to-head, off, open, between DNVR 1 and DNVR 2. Oh. The clubhouse clubhouse is going at it. 
It's the, the, the Sharks and the Jets. It's the Sharks and the Jets. So sign up for DNVR 2 and take on guys like myself, who is part of the one, the, the top one. I'm also in DNVR 1, or just DNVR. DNVR I'm in DNVR 1, but I want to switch teams. Now. Yeah, me too, actually. <laughs> I guess you could, theoretically. Uh, yeah, but make sure to download WGT from DNVR Golf if you want to get into that tournament this weekend. Eric, do you play golf? I do not. I'm terrible at golf. I've tried. I, mini golf, I could do. But yeah. uh, real <laughs> golf? Sounds like WGT's right up your alley. <laughs> WGT is like mini golf. WGT's I, uh, harder than mini golf. <laughs> Significantly harder. Yeah, I love it. All right, we got some questions here for you, Eric. So actually, let's go, Kale. I think you have these tweets pulled up somewhere. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But we, we, our first bit of news today is on Davis Bertans. Beautiful. One uh, of the a show favorite. We love Davis. He's like the eighth yeah. version of, of Wancho in many ways. Um, but he is opting out. That's Corey Brewer. Let's let's uh, let's see what else we got there. <laughs> I'm putting Kale on the spot here. He's melting. He's melting. Go back to the other uh, middle one would have been correct. There we go. <laughs> Nailed it. Boom. <laughs> Bertans. Um, so Davis Bertans, really good player. Washington Wizards, really bad team. And they are vying for a, a shot at the playoffs. Davis Bertans has opted out. He is not going to participate. He will be at camp, and he's going to be hanging around with his teammates. So it's not that he's afraid of coronavirus. It's not that he's trying to make a He's not afraid. Day. He's not afraid. He just wants to get paid. Now, this is somewhat understandable, I would say. Like, he Wanting doesn't make very much money. He's an unrestricted free agent. He can make a lot. And what do the Wizards really have to play for? <laughs> but I have to ask you, Eric. Is there anything weird or uncomfortable in your opinion about this? Um, not. I think because of where the Wizards are, it's not that uncomfortable for me. Like he, he has, he's in line to get a. Well, I don't know about the cap dropping, but he's in line to get a really nice contract. Um, yeah. And like, like, like Woj had said in his tweet, he's had two ACL injuries in the past. So it's like when you factor all that in, it's just like I don't know the Wizards like. What do they really have to play for? Like getting yeah, swept by the a, Bucks if they even make the play-in game? Like, I, was, I just, I don't know. That was a convenient bit of info from Woj in that. Convenient. <laughs> Very convenient. <laughs> can I, can I bring up, Kale? I, I just sent you a, a tweet in the Slack channel. You can check it out. Let me, let me just pose this because Evan Fournier, everybody's hero, former Nugget great Evan Fournier, said, seriously, if you think it's okay to sit out and watch your teammates play while you're perfectly healthy, it says a lot about you. Now, let me just say this. Let's imagine the season wasn't canceled and the Wizards are within a game of the playoffs and Davis Bertans has eight games left and he says, you know what? No, thanks. I'm not going to play because what if I got injured? Wouldn't that be a little weird? If it yeah. was like, and he was like, yeah, but you know, the yes. Wizards aren't going to win it. They're just going to make it. Do you remember, it. do you remember when Mo Harkless didn't shoot a three for the last like 10 games <laughs> yeah, of the season? that's true. Because he was going to get a bonus if he shot like better than 37% from three. Legendary that, security. That, that, that is way worse moments. than what Bertans is doing right now. Way <laughs> yeah, worse. Is it though? Is it though? Bertans yeah, is not playing at all. Because the, the, the context, the scenario he just described, Adam, is I mean, sure, but not the scenario we're in. Yeah. You know, I mean, the scenario we're in, I think it's pretty understandable. The, the right. Wizards, the Wizards, I'm sure half the team would probably wishes they had that excuse as well. <laughs> How do you think yeah, that's so true? It, How do you think Neil O'Shea feels felt when he had that Mo Harkless not shooting? Like <laughs> he thought he was so smart putting this in the contract. Like, well, it incentivizes him to shoot well. It's like, nope, incentivizes him not to shoot. Yeah, um, Mo well, walks it comes, past it, him every day. Like. The Bertans thing really comes down to how his teammates feel. Like if he yeah, is, if his teammates are upset about it, it's like a, it's a problem. Like if there are people like 
Kevin or like uh, Evan Fournier feel like that on his team, like that's a big issue. If if they don't care, like it's fine. Evan this Fournier's also though, I mean, this is the big leagues. Like it's not like college, and we're we're still like tied to this mythology about like the idea of team, and you can't abandon your guy. Like, does Tavis Bertans feel a connection to Washington, like and and his teammates? If he doesn't, he's a grown ass man who can make this decision, you know, for his financial future. Like, I do think that's almost like. That's an ideal of sports, but it has more of a place in, like, Little League than the NBA. I, I have no issue with what he's doing. What's, well, I feel like what's kind of interesting is because the plan is that the Wizards have been talking for months about how we're going to bring him back and we're not trading him, whatever. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, then you would hope that maybe he did talk to his teammates before, like, this got mm-hmm. out. Because if he gets, you know, if he re-ups with them and, like, walks into that locker room in whatever November training camp and they're like, you just gave up on us, like, four months ago? Like yeah. that, yeah. that is an awkward situation. Definitely. See, to me, it is weird. And, and it kind of brings us to the point of, you know, Jeremy Grant is in a not too dissimilar situation. So I see somebody in here. He's voluntarily giving up salary. It's true. He's giving up like $500,000, half a million dollars. But he stands to gain tens of millions of dollars because he's going to sign a multi-year, even with a lowered cap, a multi-year deal. And it's going to mean a lot. So financially, there's it's of course, it's a no-brainer. You're not going to make that risk. But I get, there's something weird about this to me. Like us as fans, we always put the like glasses on where we pretend that the money doesn't matter. And we pretend that these guys are all fighting for the glory and, and you know, whatever. But like, this is one of those moments where it's like Thomas Breton saying the NBA specifically invites us back to give us a chance to get in. Now I'm good. I'm going to well, sit out. I I'm- bet you, if you pulled a lot of players on the wizards, yeah. the Spurs, the Kings, I the bet Suns. if you pulled them, they'd say, no, nah, we'd rather not go to Disney world because the Wizards, like, have nothing to play for. There's no upside to Bertans playing. Absolutely none. If they can get we, into the playoffs. Can, can I just ask an honest question? Do you all feel this way? Like, if you were in the Sacramento, because I, I think the Phoenix Suns, you're right. They have, like, no chance. Statistically, <laughs> mathematically, there's no chance. And the Wizards sort of as well. Like, there's not. And I'm not talking about winning the championship. I'm just talking about getting into the playoffs. But if you had the probability of, say, the Sacramento Kings, would you feel something in your soul that says like, I really want to make it into the playoffs, Eric, would, would you personally? Um, I mean, I guess it depends where I am in my career. Yeah. Like if yeah. I'm like De'Aaron Fox, like, eh, like you would hopefully in his mind, he's like, we'll get better and better and, you know, be a regular playoff team. But if I'm like one of their older vets, like maybe I'm like, eh, might as well try and get it while we can. But like, um, yeah. There's something to uh, sports when you break them down to what they actually are, where it's like nothing makes sense and no one should do anything. And it's just (laughs) about money. It's callous. And they're adults. And why should anyone put their life on the line or their health on the line for anything? But it's also like, then what are we doing? Like what? Like if if we if we can't have the, the, the side where we pretend about the mythology and we're just watching guys put a ball in a basket, like what what is any of this? But so. You know so what I, I mean? Going, like keep, I do. It, yeah, it's a good point. It's just I, I, I would never. I mean, it's the type of thing where you like you understand it. Like you yeah. definitely understand, and you really. It, it, there's no right answer. Obviously, yeah. um, it depends on where you are in your career. Whether maybe you don't have a close connection to your team, so you actually don't feel like you're going into battle with them. Like there, <laughs> there's a whole litany of, of you know factors at play. But I don't know. I just don't like. Um, <clears throat> If we're like, if we're all going to pretend that these are these sports are important and actually mean something outside of act- what they actually are, which is what propels them forward in our society, like let's see it all the way through. Like let's not just cut it off when it's convenient. The only thing you know is, that? I don't think he's walking away from anything inspiring or any sort of winning yeah, culture or anything true. that really yeah. propagates any of the stuff you just described. It's so true. 
I mean, so if it's an unprincipled issue, I actually get. I think you've made a good point. I don't. I don't. I just think I can't really blame him from like from uh, yeah. walking away from a situation that that he should be viewing this in a cold, calculated way. That's what your time in Washington in 2020 should be. How do I get that next deal? I, I actually happen to agree with this, and it's he's the perfect sort of player for this because he doesn't make a lot of money. He will make a lot of money next year, and he's on a team that actually doesn't even have that great a chance of making the play-in game, let alone getting anywhere, getting into the eight seed. So he's in the perfect situation. Maybe if like Devin Booker, or actually, I guess Devin Booker's not up. Who who's up for a contract there? Dario Saric. Maybe if Dario Saric felt this way, I would be like, okay, oh, him too. Bogdan. Like, what about Bogdan? Ooh, that's an interesting one. Ooh, oh, that is a good one actually. Sacramento has a chance to me, though. Can I tell you guys something? I'm kind of on the Sacramento <laughs> I, I, I kind of am, too, actually. Hey, there you go. A, little, a chance I, to not, what? To, what? To, 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 to make like... the play-in game at least. But that's important. <laughs> to, to make the play-in game at least. I'm glad you defined it. But I'm telling you, you have two years ago, because they're in the place that Denver was the have-a-nice-summer year with Nurkic, right? Do you know how, yeah. much, how much we wanted a play-in game? Like, that's the oh, totally. only thing the fan base wanted all year. Like, you work totally. up to that. So, Yeah, there is something. There, there is a line of demarcation when you are a non playoff team yeah. to when you are a playoff team and it doesn't matter if you just squeaked in or whatever like you just get lumped into like oh that's a playoff team or this is a lottery team and, and washington's not coming or going they're like not building towards anything sure, they're not precisely. like they're just kind of like a team that's going nowhere with waiting them. to yeah. see if john wall can still walk yeah i mean know? that's the big it's thing like, with yeah with washington it's like all about whenever wall comes back i mean they, they, their ceiling was capped so low when he went yeah. out Trevor Reza, um, not not health or contract or, wh- or whatever, but he had a family um, a sort of issue. I guess I can leave it at that. You can pull up the tweet if you want, Kale. But he had a. I'm an glad you just left it at that, Adam. What's that? Well, I'm glad you just left it at that. Well, I'm saying like he has an opportunity to spend a lot of time with his son. I believe is is what it was. Well, no, but... I, I just meant because I thought I think maybe Woj could have as well. But I, I'm oh, not I see. Yeah, he like really got the details or whatever. Yeah. So he had a family yeah. issue. <laughs> keep him out. So he's not going to play. So my question here, we just talked about sort of the like um, ethic of it, I suppose. But Eric, does this, what is this, how does this impact the race for the eight seed in your opinion? And specifically with Portland, does this, do you count them out now? Did you count them out before? I mean, I don't know if I'd count them out because I think the bigger thing for Portland is Nurkic and Collins being healthy. Like Ariza was quietly playing like pretty well for them. I think Woj had his stats in, the, in the, one of those tweets. But, like, Nurkic and Collins being healthy is, is for me, going to decide something rather than Trevor Ariza being there. Although you do feel like there's going to be a lot more Carmelo minutes without Ariza there, and that, that concerns me for them, um, to, put it, to put it lightly. But, yeah. uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't count them out because they've got Lillard, McCollum, they'll have Nurkic, Collins, and some role players. Like, to me, that seems like a team that could definitely make the play-in game. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if this is too big a news. It is a little news for me. They do, they're do they a little thin on the wing. I think the perfect scenario, maybe this does mean that now uh, Nurkic takes on a bigger role and is therefore the reason they don't make the playoffs, which would nice. be a, a huge win for me. <laughs> can, you oh, believe, can you believe Trevor Ariza played 33 and a half minutes per game for the Blazers? I actually can't. That's a great point. I cannot no. believe that. That's, that's crazy. I would have guessed like 25 maybe. The season like, was so long ago, I don't remember some of these players. Like somebody the other day put on there, and maybe you guys didn't see this, so I can ask you, um, Jabari Parker, who does he play for? Do you know off the top of your head? The Kings. Right. Well, Eric, you're too good at this. Come on, yeah. <laughs> that is correct. Eric. He plays for the Kings, but somebody put that out there, and I was kind of like, "Dude, this season was so long ago, I can't remember this stuff." 
It's a reason's past like three years you don't remember. Like once you have the Rockets, you're like, where yeah. was he? <laughs> Dude, he's he's also like, like, Phoenix, like, like went to like broke the bank for him for some reason that didn't make any sense. Dude, I'm telling you, he's in the Hall of Fame for convincing the league he's a needle yeah. mover for like seven years past that being the truth. <laughs> it's 2020 and we're still like, man, Ariza. Yeah. I wonder if anyone can get their hands on him. Three and D. Three and D. And then the last piece of news: Denver Nuggets legend Corey Brewer. That's has agreed to sign with the Sacramento Kings, as we were talking that's about. So he, is, he is now um, – he's in. This is the thing that's going to happen. I suspect, actually, this week this will be one of the big storylines is all the players that opt out, teams can replace them with, like, off waiver players with Corey Brewer, I guess. Is Corey Brewer the LeBron James of waiver pickups? <laughs> <laughs> Eric, is that – are we going to get better names? In oh, come off it. That was a great line, Gail. Come on. Honestly, I don't know. Like, we have to go through the list of free agents. I don't even remember, like, who is even available. Like, I know Jamal, is out there. I know Jamal Crawford's been tweeting nonstop yeah. the season about how he should be on the team. But, like, I don't know. But Corey uh, also scored 50, so that argument kind of – Corey has a legendary game. night, yes. I, I remember that 50-point game. That was – that was memorable. But uh, I don't know. I don't think we're going to get much more than that. But, like, the best part about that thing was in the tweet, I think Woj had that there were multiple suitors for him. Like, oh, yeah. That's really right. that desperate out yeah. there? Like, multiple suitors for Corey Brewer? <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I feel like Cam yeah, Newton should say. I hope yeah. it's really yeah, just take up. Cam Newton and put him in the post. <laughs> so is, is this just what's going to happen with these teams vying for the plan spots? That's where I think the chunk of players who aren't going to Disney World are going to come from. Are they just going to be signing guys who is, are pretty much going to be trying out for contracts and like those playing games that are just going to be like a big tryout for next season. Can you imagine if Corey oh Brewer's God. the reason the Kings don't make the playoffs? Cause he's just like fourth quarter of the, the game to get in. He's just, can you, believe, can you imagine if he's the reason that they do make it in? <laughs> just like Corey Booker. He just can't stop trying folks. He's trying so damn hard. Dude, I, I love Corey Brewer. This I is love the thing him. that gets fans really want to know about is, so we just talked about all these scenarios or whatever, but, Jeremy Grant has a very real scenario. He's the one guy, when I look at all of the players, he's the one guy that me that makes the most sense to sit out. Now, I hope he doesn't, and it doesn't make that much sense because Denver is a team that, in theory, could win the championship this year. But he is an unrestricted free agent. He has an opportunity to get paid the, the contract that's going to pay him for the rest of his life and take care of his family and everything else. Is there any scenario, and I'm not asking you this for inside info or anything like that, Eric, but I don't I'm have any ask, inside info. So <laughs> you know. yeah, ask all you want. <laughs> Do you think there's a scenario where Jeremy Grant, or I guess I'll throw it out to other players as well, there's a handful of other players that will be unrestricted free agents, that they just say, you know what, the same thing as Davis Bertans. It's, it's too risky for me. Um, I mean, I think I agree that Grant's the most likely. I think in Grant's case, there's like one silver lining about his contract that if he did get hurt, he does have the player option. So like theoretically in a worst case scenario, he got hurt and then would just pick it up and make nine million next year, which is, you know, a lot better than, um, you know, other players can say. So I, I mean, I think that he'll stick around. I think that. Again, it's kind of like Bertans where like they're trying to have a long term thing here. So he might not want to kind of alienate people. But uh, I think the play option kind of like makes him it's not like a safe thing, but it's kind of like this thing you can kind of hold on. Like if I get hurt, I can still pick this up and stick around. He's in the exact same position as Bertans, too. Uh, Jeremy Grant's 26. I think Bertans is 27. But Bertans doesn't make anything right this year. That's the difference. Jeremy Grant's making nine. I mean, I think Bertans is making seven, actually. Oh, six. 
but still, like they're they're both in line for probably the biggest contracts of their career. They for both sure. had really good years. They play the same position. It's also going to be a free agent class, and they're probably like two of the top names. It is funny that they're in similar positions, although like, Jeremy Grant's actually on a team that fashions itself a contender. And that's so that's difference. that's the counter, right? If Jeremy Grant shows himself to be an integral part of, of some playoff success for the Nuggets, especially if that includes like the Nuggets haven't had someone who guards like a primary wing scorer, you know, in, in the last handful of years. If he shows any sort of prowess, like you know, against Kawhi, like he did in the regular season, if he shoots around forty percent from three, you do that in the playoffs. It might be that contract and the next one that just like Trevor Ariza, right? GM still think of you as one of those guys. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, well yeah, he could be in some just high profile matchups, right? Like right. against Doncic, against Kawhi Leonard, and like have right. some good moments that could And also just here. playing uh playoff games, like getting to be in that environment. I mean right. granted, you don't have part the, of it, right? granted you don't have the, the, the crowd to, to make things like all the more intense from the outside, but just the level of competition you'll be facing from guys in the league, I'm sure is like interesting if you're a competitor can we make fun of eric real quick or d-line real quick for his uh, terrible internet connection because he always picks on me oh. <laughs> it is, is d-line with the terrible i mean come on D-line. am i having a bad internet i don't even know your screen's black you're just frozen can't even see <laughs> amazing um do you think though <laughs> if he were to uh opt out would it cause some friction I'm guessing Davis Berton, probably not too much friction. Maybe a little, but if Jeremy Grant did, I mean, my God. He'd have friction with me. I'd be frictionful towards him. (laughs) We guessed, Eric. We assumed. I mean, Uh, I don't in the end just because the Nuggets kind of need him and they mortgaged a first-round pick for him. So the ball's really in Jeremy Grant's court. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I don't know. I don't think they're – that might be that's tough because it depends i think of what each player thinks of like how far the team can go like i feel like you know most players have a high opinion of themselves and their team so they probably think they can go far and then you would turn around and you know you have one of your you know prized teammates big offseason addition to say you know sorry I, I can't risk this or something like that that to me i mean i think in the immediate would probably cause some uncertainty in the in the locker room or i don't know if they have proper locker rooms with the spacing there in Orlando, but <laughs> whatever, wherever they're like gathering. Yeah. Yeah. Testy but, uh, at the Grandestina. Grand <laughs> I mean, you have yeah. to think the Nuggets are above that threshold, right? That just if you have any sort of internal competitor inside of you, you're going to choose to believe you have a chance, whether that's a 1% chance, 2, 3, and so on. And the other thing about this is that, you know, Jer- I mean, Jeremy himself will probably want to evaluate like his future, his potential future with the team to see how they can do in a playoff situation with him playing he might get a he'll probably get a better sense of like all right with me here we can go we can beat team x y and z or something like that that makes me feel better about the future or worse about the future or something like that yeah, i don't know is there um what else did i i figured out the issue guys i was on my i was on a free connection i mean, i was on my i wasn't even on my home connection well, that's 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 actually worse. I think that's. Uh, that's I know. I agree. Well, I've, I've I've rectified the situation, so you can. Is there any no chance longer... I like Paul Millsap opts out? I mean, he's been around so long. No I mean, I, I think he's at that stage of his career, like I talked about before, like you know, uh, wanting to see if he could just you know maybe something breaks right, they make the conference finals. He has a memorable playoff run. He's been like in, he's in great shape from all we've all we've heard. Like he wants to show how good he can still be for that next contract, like things like that. You could argue yeah. this is the the best chance of Millsap's career 
for sure. this season right now to win a ring, given for given sure. sort of how level that playing field is. And I think you might be right. All right, take us to the break, Harrison. When we come back, I have a phenomenal game. We every 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 show it feels we introduce a new game. And Unbelievable! We're gonna, we have the perfect guest for. We're going to introduce a new game. But first, we have some some read here, win. All right, we got a Green Mountain Dental Group in Lakewood. The best damn family-owned dentist in the metro area. Well, I don't you know guys, about that. Uh, I only go somewhere if they give you a free Sonicare. Oh, good news. Good news. If you <laughs> schedule a cleaning extra exam, you will receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. What? Wow. That's all you got to do. Just schedule a cleaning extra exam. You'll get hooked up with a free Sonicare toothbrush. Uh, they are conveniently located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver. Green Mountain Dental Group, of course. And if you schedule a cleaning extra exam, you will receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. Uh, also, Strava Craft Coffee, you guys can get it for 20% off when you use code DNVR20. If you have any stress from this quarantine, any anxiety, any aches and pains, uh, Strava Craft is packed with CBD. Why, yes, I do. All, all of those things. stress. <laughs> yeah, Strava Craft is packed with CBD and has been proven to help out with some of those uh, ailments. And you can purchase it for 20% off online, StravaCraftCoffee.com, when you use the code DNVR20. You guys ready for this? Brand new I'm game? I'm so ready. Brand new game? Oh, man, I'm, I'm up to that. Let Is me get it like our other games or no? It's almost exactly <laughs> like this. <laughs> oh! <laughs> now the d Wade Photoshop. Rate is incredible. We're about to rate it on a scale of 1 to 10. Now, a lot of people are confused because they think, okay, if the dumb contest rate it, only 5 to 10. No. 1 to 10, this is a full scale. Um, this way you can you can kind of, you know, you know, is it a 1, is it a 5, is it a 3, whatever. 1 to 10, you can rate these things, these topics. And Eric, honestly, these other guys, I don't care about their ratings. I just care about yours. They're, 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 right. yeah, Thank you. Guys. I appreciate that. Yeah, so number one. The schedule for the bubble tournament comes out this week. I think Wednesday or Thursday. Are you excited? Scale of 1 to 10, Eric, how excited are you for the schedule? <laughs> for the actual schedule? For the piece uh, of paper. <laughs> a 6. Wow. <laughs> a 6? Well, that's... Uh, that's yeah, oh, that's Wow, a 4. Uh, that's a that's four, yeah, maybe 3. Maybe more of a 3. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll bump it up to a 7, but I'm, I'm sticking at a 6, I think. But what about you? 1 to 10. No, yeah, no, like a five. Oh. You just want to wait and see and make sure that <laughs> that actually happens. Florida could just, like, like fall off and float into the sea by then. So well, at this rate, I'm... almost certain to happen, actually. Yeah, uh, Harrison, what about you? One to ten. I'm about a ten because oh. it's content, and we need That's content. That's what I'm talking about! That's what I was but, waiting for! But I have a but. I have a but. <laughs> Let me just get this in first. Okay. Don't we know the schedule? Don't we well, know the schedule already? We, yeah. we do. We completely already know the schedule. Yeah. <laughs> good point. Really takes the wind out of those sails. Uh, but I'm out of ten. Six. But I'm out of ten, though. Eric, uh, D-line, what are you? What are you thinking? I mean, as Harrison has correctly pointed out, we already know exactly what the schedule is. It was based. <laughs> it was the schedule that was given to us for the regular season, just minus a few teams. All that being said, I am at a uh, six. I'm at six. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Harrison, high five, dude. Me and you. It's the, the right answer was ten. You didn't know there was a right answer, but uh, it was ten because it's just something. It's something yeah. to happen. All right, next question. Las Vegas. Just the city. Well, yeah, the city. What do you think, Eric? Las Vegas has an experience. I cannot stand it. I'm going with a two. Great take. Oh, a great, a two. Take. Wow. great take. A two. 
Okay, wow. I can't. I'm from New York. I know. I know what it's like to have a lot of people. But... Have you ever been to New York, New York? The maybe that's the problem. <laughs> it's oh, just like I... the real New York. I hear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is just. I couldn't stand it last summer league. Like the hundred degrees, oh, of countless so people. Brutal. It's just like so. Like it's like Times Square. If you took Times Square and put it in the desert, and I hate Times Square, <laughs> so of course I'm gonna hate this. It's like what if we took all of the worst part about New York City, city. but we <laughs> gave all the people like the worst intentions, which exactly. is the worst motivation. Maybe even a one. A one. Wow. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, yeah. Line. What are you thinking? Um, if you're talking to 18 year or 21 year old D line, that is a 10 plus 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 plus. If you're talking to 42 year old D line, that is a one. I'm out <laughs> on Las Vegas, also. <laughs> Wind, come on, bring some sense into this conversation. What's going on? <laughs> I'm a 10. I yeah! love Las Vegas. Oh, no. Wind love loves Vegas. Las Vegas. Can confirm. I'm sure that was really predictable, but I love Vegas. Can confirm. He does. Oh, so I assume you're going with a one. Yeah, uh, shout out Frontier <laughs> Airlines, who once left me stranded in Vegas for an additional 48 hours, which is Dude. my personal max on how long yeah. I'm trying to be that's, there. That's, as that's everyone's. That's the, that should be yeah. the official max. Hopefully, the only time in my life I've cried in an airport. So we'll <laughs> see. Though you guys, like you guys are all uh, invited to my 30th birthday party in Vegas. I'm there. Next year. Cool. I'm there. Unless I'm yeah, invited. <laughs> yeah, I probably I'll do like a virtual like video chat. We'll zoom in. <laughs> Skype us in, man. <laughs> your thirtieth birthday is the last time you have fun. Just so you yeah. know. So be yeah. warned. That's the, that's the last fun moment of your life. Um, <laughs> yeah. I will say that I think it is simultaneously a ten and a negative ten. It's, yep. uh-huh. it's really a, yep. it's what averages to a zero, I guess. Yeah. But it's and it and it and it goes back and forth like every like hour. No, oh, totally, like... <laughs> totally does. Um, the Denver Nuggets fan base. As a fan base, Eric, where, where, what are we, what are we going to give it? Um, probably a five and a half. Slightly above average. <laughs> I, growing up a Knicks fan, you know, there's a lot you can say about the Knicks, but one thing you can say is that their fans are like they're they're annoying. It, like, yeah. they're annoying. They're over the top, ridiculous, whatever. But they're <laughs> into it, like regardless of how terrible they usually are there's like one good year every 20 years but uh i don't know there's just like you know what happened was like last year in the playoffs it was like my second month here and i can't remember what game it was against san antonio and we were on the court i think it was maybe like game five or something i don't know it was one of those those first rounds and no it wasn't even the booze it was like looking around like close like tip-offs in like five minutes and like the empty swaths of seats and they were. I had heard that there were like issues getting into. Yeah, the I was gonna. Say, I almost went like full Trump here, and was like, they blocked the entrance. <laughs> <laughs> you never want to go full Trump. I <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that that I had heard, but I don't know. I just I even look around at like some you know high you know hyped up regular season games and, and things of that nature, and I, I don't know. There's something about it where it just like it kind of dwells my hype about it because my hype has been like really high since I got here. And sometimes I, I look around and I'm like, eh, I don't know yeah. who's with me. Like, obviously, I, you know, seeing the being a part of Nuggets Twitter for a while now, like, I obviously see that it's very devoted and a really good community. But I think you branch out of that, and it's you know, it's like being a rational mixer. <laughs> <laughs> that, is a, that is a good take right there. I I can agree with that. Oh, look at it, Nemanja. Good morning. How do you say good morning in Serbian, Nemanja? It's about the time, style. Nemanja. Where you Unbelievable. Might be Dobrodan. Like, that might actually mean good morning. I don't know. Um, all right. Ready? Nick's era mellow. Scale of 1 to 10. Um, probably, like, a 4. 
<laughs> one, wow. thing, one thing I don't know five if you guys know. Scale, five peppers. I don't know if you guys know this about me. I'm very, I'm a very pessimistic and, and down person in general. I'm learning this, but you're learning real fast. <laughs> but um, I don't know. He had like a couple of good years, and then just like was like hogging the ball and got the big contract with the no trade clause, and it was just like the like the final three or four years were just like so bad that like great taker. What do you do? Like, what? They made the second round in, in 13, and he had a good year, and he won one of the scoring titles. But, like, he clashed he had with that double nickel. <laughs> he clashed with D'Antoni, ruined that. He ruined <laughs> insanity. Like, come on. Yep. If you if you do that to me, like, it's, sorry. It's it's funny, man. In, in a Speaking, obviously, as someone who grew up in the area, for, like, a 12-month window, maybe 10 months, Melo was that dude. He was a local hero. He was the MVP, if you ask a Knicks fan. But that really fell off. By the end of his Knicks tenure, his approval rate was disastrous. I think most yeah. people, even the most irrational Knicks fans, were, were out on him altogether. Yeah, it plummeted like, real fast. Miller didn't like. I think everybody wants the story of like a player that like learned along the way of this or that. And I think Melo actually kind of had in Portland, like and through not being in the league or whatever. Like some of his interviews over the last two years have been really, I thought, a different so side of Melo than I'd seen. But like even at the end of the next one there was like a very much of like it's not my fault it's theirs and, and it's kind of like a dude come on man like it takes it takes like uh, 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 several ounces of blood to win a championship in the NBA all right Nuggets era Carmelo oh, look at this Dobrejutro as our buddy actually you could have just pulled I love it this is great work Kel, but you could have also pulled up this one too Nemanja also has you uh has you covered here and no, Nemanja, it's not a kimono, but thanks for asking. It's a, it kind of feels like one. Nuggets era mellow. So four and a half is Nick's era mellow. I mean, you have to like at least double it. Like, I mean, <laughs> Love it. I mean, I'd give him like an eight point five. That's not actually doubling it. I guess but it's, it's close enough. Um, I mean, he was no. you know, actually in his prime. I will say this though: I'm not the right person to ask about this because I wasn't following closely back then. So. My experience of Mello was basically really a, little, the show. a little bit, <laughs> a little bit of the Nuggets side, and then most of it was like traded to the Knicks, plummets real fast, and there you go. That's my take on Mello. So I'll, I'll stick with an eight. I like that in double road Knicks. That actually makes me feel a lot better. Um, I get Wilson Chandler and, and Danilo Gallinari. I mean, you have like a take on them. Ooh, I'm a I'm a big uh, I'm a big Gallo fan. Uh, yeah. Slightly less of a Gal, uh, Chandler fan, but also a big fan of his because one of my favorite Knicks teams was they signed Stoudemire in 2010 yeah. after this whole you know LeBron we're gonna bring in two stars whatever. But they're they're about to do they're about to run that back in uh, two summers. Let's watch. It's basically <laughs> yeah every other summer is this. But uh, Stoudemire comes in and was like a monster for like the first like three to four months of the year before they traded for Melo. And it was this team of like this weird like it was like Gallo and Chandler and Stoudemire and like it was like they were not winning a lot of games. They were like five hundred, but it was so fun to watch. And then you know what happened after that ruined it. <laughs> All right, last one here for you, but it's kind of a tough one. Oh, the extent. I'm asking you on a scale of one to ten. To which, to what extent do you believe in coastal bias in national media coverage? Uh, probably like an eight point five or a nine. Mm. It's just you know you you see some of these things and you know some of these takes and the focus on so on these the smallest of rumors for like a Lakers or a Knicks would like trump 
the best thing that would ever happen to the Nuggets. Like, if the Nuggets won the championship, like, that would be segment one on first take, and segment two would be the Lakers re-signing Deion Raiders. Or reverse that, like actually. That. Reverse that. You're probably right, honestly. Like, <laughs> that, that, to me, sometimes I, like, and I don't even watch these shows. I just see, like, you go on YouTube, and it's, like, part of your recommended or your feed or whatever, and I'm like, what are we even talking about? Like, this, <laughs> this team in, like, Milwaukee or Denver yeah. or whatever is, like, going crazy and not a single peep, but, like, you're talking about whether the Lakers should choose J.R. Smith or Deion Raiders? Like, yeah. The Nuggets won the championship. What does this mean for the Lakers? Yeah. <laughs> is the headline. <laughs> Will AD resign or something like that? It's real, man. E- even in football, where the Broncos are a world-class organization, like if you're on the coast, like they're not talked about enough considering they are a top-tier te- like orgs. The LA, New York stuff, it's real, man. It's big time. The Broncos sure. are a top-five NFL organization, wouldn't you say? Like, it, oh, and I'm, just, I'm, not, I'm not even just talking about easily. success. I'm talking about just like mystique and history and everything else. Sure. You got like the Steelers. You got the Cowboys. You've I don't know who John else. Elway. Broncos guy. have been great for like 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. They, they have one of the highest winning percentages ever. The, the Patriots, I, mean, like I can't believe win. Them. Yeah, the, yeah, the Patriots, yeah. the Cowboys, the Steelers. The, Are you uh, a Jets or Giants fan, Eric? I am neither. So I don't know what? if I told any of you this story, but I'm not a New York sports fan at all uh, anymore. Oh, I thought you were so, the Knicks. No, I, I moved away from the Knicks. I just, they ruined Lynn's sanity <laughs> for me. The Antonio's fire. They hurt me too much. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. It got emotional. It wasn't pretty. There's very. I think moving away from your team, I think, is a really, really sign of terrible character. Except in if very it's rare owned circumstances, by and I think, I think <laughs> certainly one that's like, you know what? They're always the team that's used as the except part of that. Yeah, that's so true. It's so true. What is the point? Like at some point, it's like, what are we doing here? Exactly. Like, are you in every part of this? Like, I'm sorry. Like. Fan, fans are kind of at that point. I mean, when I when I worked that game, there were fans just getting up and leaving. Like you can hear them just saying, Fuck "This man under their yeah. breath." They don't even like the guy. So, <laughs> but but not even hard. the Giants, huh? You moved on from the Giants. So I actually never was a Jets or Giants fan. So Ooh. my first ever NFL game that I watched was uh, the Panthers and Patriots in the Super Bowl in '04. And um, something about the Panthers, it was like the underdog, whatever, unknown, the jersey, the color, Big Shell Holmes, Steve Smith, (laughs) Julius Peppers, like, that when I saw DeLome run out on that field, I should stop. Like a true warrior going into battle right there. Well, I will not take Jake DeLome's slander, unless it's about the 2008 season in which he completely, you know, Eric's actually got a bunch about, of oil paintings yeah. hanging up in his car. Just change the room, full uni. What about during that Super Bowl? Uh, couldn't you slander him then when he was absolutely terrible? Uh, I mean, <laughs> no. Okay. I, I give him a break for that one. All right, that was just listen. The home was arrived for Panthers fans. But anyways, I was I've been a Panthers fan since '04. Never looked back. That's and weird as it's hell. The man. weirdest thing. My dad's not a New York sports fan, so when I was growing up, he was like, "You don't have to root for New York sports teams," and I was like. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> Sweet. Wow, dude. You're so lucky because my dad, I was born in New York. My dad grew up in New York. My dad is a Jets, a Mets, and a Knicks fan. That's brutal. And I swear to he God, whipped. he's not as into sports now as he was when he was younger because he just had to root for those teams for, you know, the, the last 50 years. Yeah. yeah. With, no, with nothing to show for. Yeah, it wears like, you down. Full life yeah. sentence. Slowly kills you. It's like 30 yeah. years later, it's like, yeah, I'm a Jets fan. <laughs> yeah, 30 uh, years later, you're like, why do I like, what What are sports? What is like, this? Yeah, yeah you question everything. Once, <laughs> what once am I you can't doing? enjoy sports and like your teams, it's like, what? what is going on? <laughs> what, what's your prediction for the Nuggets in this uh, bubble tournament? Assuming it happens, but uh, I, I am assuming that. 
Um, I think they win uh, a first-round series, and I think they have a hard-fought exit in the second round. Uh, so the exact same as last year. They've made no progress. I well, think. <laughs> I think that. Well, it's it's hard because you know the playoff. We don't know the playoff matchups, but I think there's a good chance that they're going to get like a Utah or an OKC or like a Dallas. And I think they will win that series. The Rocket series, yeah. I don't know about that, but that one, I actually kind of want to see a Rocket series just selfishly for like the contrasting styles. But uh, I think they win a first round series, and I think that I think they put up a fight against either the LA teams or whoever they play in the second round. But I, I just think they're missing something. There's something I think that's missing. I mean, the Clippers and Lakers. MPJ. Are, dominant teams yeah maybe is, it is. is that is that piece of mpj no i i we've been talking about that a lot on the show about the like maybe it's maturity maybe it's time maybe this it'll they'll grow into that and this or that but it's there's it's some combination of toughness and leadership and and oh look we have somebody for the steps this is this is fantastic news we can Man, you uh, were 30 percent into dude. that outro you were ramping it up. i was about ready to hit the button <laughs> as we speak but we have uh it looks like kessie kessie you can i can see you you can't oh, see go. me are you uh are you ready to hop on here Dude, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> it's my Call of Duty buddy right there. Yeah, that's your him. Call of Duty buddy? We're playing again on Friday, man. Yeah, he streamed with us. Yo, I love Kessie's yeah. vibe. I got a little bit better since last time, so uh, we'll do right. better. I'll hold you to that. I'll hold you to that, man. <laughs> Kessie, yeah. you're, about, you're about to be thrown in oh, something dude. much more difficult than Call of Duty. You're Look getting ready to be thrown into the you steps. No. Into mean, the st- we'll see. Are you underwater by chance? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I am not. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Let's see if I can move a little bit out of this bad perception. Do it better. Hmm. <laughs> this is going to be a 50 50. Uh, poor buddy Mort, who I send a link to. Mort, you're not going to be on. You can hop out. Sorry, buddy. You almost had a chance, but we got we got somebody that's else. Not, that's not Mort, Mort. Is it, it is Mort. Well, oh, that's for the best. That's for the best. We, we got like a month to go before sports are back. Does <laughs> <laughs> this not get canceled? Mort, love you for joining though. But but we gotta we gotta play our game, and uh, somebody beat you to it by just a few seconds. So we are gonna take you live. Oh boy. Oh. Live to America's favorite game, the Steps. Harrison, take us away. Oh, uh, by the way, Eric, I don't know if you know. You get to be the special helper today. So if you happen to know the answer, you can tell Kessie and uh, save him. All right. Two of you are in I'll this together. I, I trust in you. I believe in you. <laughs> Don't put too much belief in me. <laughs> no, no, it's too late. <laughs> okay. All right. Question number one. What is Nikola Jokic's favorite animal? It's got to be a whole Yeah. I don't is know it, if we know this for yeah, a Do we know that's for a fact? Well, I guess we get a fact, but I, we have to, like, assume. He's definitely got the question right, though. I do think. <laughs> yeah, let's move on to number two. <laughs> the steps. <laughs> like, I'd write rhinoceroses if I could. I can't oh, his, his favorite animal is probably, like, a dog. Like the rest of us. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a horse. Uh, number two. What is Michael Malone's dad's first name? This is a multiple-choice question. Uh, William Michael... Or Brendan? I would say Michael. You can Ooh, use uh, the help if you so choose. Yeah, if you want to use the help, I uh, just wrote you, can, you can foist your help upon him. I have no idea. It is Brendan Malone. I just wrote a 2,000 word story on Nuggets.com about the, the father-son connections on the Nice plug. That was wow. smooth. See, check that out. I'm a natural. Two minutes left in the show, too. You snuck that in there. That's good. <laughs> 
Okay, Brendan, thank you. I don't you. know. No, stick to your guns. Hey, hey <laughs> guns. You might, might be Michael. Like, what is Eric? No, he just wrote a story, dude. Come on. Yeah, it is Brendan. Oh. It is Brendan. Okay. Moving on to question number three. We have a. We have actually. This should be number three. Uh, vote or Malone. Oh. Please don't hit. Come on, man. I'm too insecure for that game. Oh man. Question number three. What number does Tori Craig wear? Dude, these are. Tory. <laughs> I love when he brings out the tough ones. Oh boy. All right. Tory Craig. Question number three. What yeah, number does Tori Craig wear? Third question. So we've had Is one question. So you can, don't forget, you can help him, Eric. Yeah, this would be the third. There's three questions. I don't want to interrupt, but uh, if you need the I help, I got you. I, I, I tried to get some Breckenridge Bruce tonight, but the shop was sold out, so I ended up with some other things. But So I'll blame that. I'll say number seven. Oof. <laughs> well, you know what? We had fun today, guys. <laughs> <laughs> he knew he was wrong. <laughs> Built his explanation into the preface <laughs> with the someone who knew the answer to Exit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All those clues he gave. Didn't take a time out or anything. Just like, you know what? <laughs> I love oh, Cassie. Oh, Kessie, uh, we're gonna have Kessie. a more refined strategy on Friday night when we play Yo, Call of Duty. I, I would hope. Yo, Kessie's coming on every show from here on out. I love Kessie. Kessie's corner. <laughs> Anyone? Yes. Anyone? Always underwater. Uh, Eric, uh, thanks so much for coming on, man. Dude, this was fun. This was a really fun Monday conversation. Yeah, I needed this. It's Monday, you know. You got that Monday feeling, but I'm all good now. I'm all good. Dude, I had a Monday feeling all day too. Like until I was on the show and drank these drinks. Feeling much better about life now. Um, this hour, I really need this hour, dude. I really do. It's keeping me together. Social interaction with everybody. Uh, everybody, you guys can check out all of Eric's work at nuggets.com. His uh, name, his description will be in the handle of the tweet that Harrison throws out later this very evening when he promotes the show. So you can follow him on Twitter there. Everybody else, thanks so much for hanging out. We're going to be back all week, all week with some great guests talking nuggets. Some news coming out. The schedule is everybody's shown themselves to be excited for. Can't wait. We'll see you all then. That was your cute kale. There you go. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. So if you guys need any help with anything that has to do with rubber snowplow blades or custom cut rubber and foam gaskets or hose assemblies and metal parts, Denver Rubber Company is your place to go. These guys have the most industry knowledge around you know in denver and colorado obviously but i would trust these guys with any project that i'm doing uh, with their precise manufacturing capabilities drc is committed to supporting your needs especially during these uncertain times they've been open since 1972 and like i said denver rubber company has the most industry knowledge in the business they can help you out with whatever project you're up to like i said if it has to do with custom cut rubber and foam gaskets or hose assemblies, metal parts, or even rubber snow plow blades. Denver Rubber Company is the place to go. They are an essential business. They've remained open during these times to serve us, to serve other industries as well. So call them today for any of your needs, 1-800-259-0010, or visit them at drcfirst.com backslash DNVR.